Cuckoo, everyone. Cuckoo. Welcome to Eurofile. I'm Kate Walker. And I'm Catherine Rory. Hi, Kat. How are you? Hi. It's been a long I'm time. Good. I know. God. It's been a break. long time. Good I mental know. health break. Yes. Um, we did. You were gone. Mm-hmm. We went to Wisconsin together. Yes. Oh, my God. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So it was Kate's birthday. Yeah. We went to my family has a boat and we stayed on the boat on Lake Michigan and Mm -hmm. there's this little Swedish town in northern Wisconsin and Mm -hmm. so we went and got Swedish pancakes on my birthday that's literally all I wanted to do I was like yeah I just want Swedish pancakes and to go swimming yep and that's that's oh my god and we had pasta for lunch on the boat on the boat yeah yes it, it was, was that fun. recipe that I've recommended before that the pantry yep. pasta that we literally mm-hmm. cannot get enough of. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was such a nice time. Thank you for bringing me. I Yay. loved it. I know. I had a lot of fun. And it just sucks. Like, you travel that far and, like, it rained one day oh, and you're like, yeah. wow, yeah. in California, I never have to worry about You don't think about weather. that. Yeah. You know, like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're like, God damn. But like, it still was fun and like, it was fine. And we, yeah. you know, got a cheese board and got yeah. oh gelato. My God, that was great. And, or not gelato. Okay. <laughs> Custard. <laughs> Custard. And we went to a Swedish Stauber, which is mm-hmm. their version of like a German beer garden, which I'd never heard that word before. Didn't know. See, like, I don't know if it's an actual if it means like a beer garden or if it's the type of architecture but oh good point it's like a swedish it's traditional swedish architecture with like grass roofs and like wood yes like a wood cabin sort of Uh looking thing and goats so cute literally grazing on the roof roof. i know yeah it was amazing i know loved it i love sister ray wisconsin highly recommend yes great time all right let's get into it because we're on a time crunch Yes, we are. <laughs> Short and snappy to the point. It's a time crunch because um, we need to have our Sunday wine later. So we are, I'll just get into it. Yes, and okay. My new dear friend, who is Italian, gave me this topic. Okay. And so, grazie Ale, mm-hmm. thank you for giving me this idea. Because sometimes I struggle with finding ideas. So this is great. So this week we're going to be talking about I mean, we have previously talked about the Sicilian mafia, La Cosa Nostra. Yes. And we're going to be talking about La Mala de Brenta, which is the Venetian mafia. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Ooh, I love this. It's a criminal organization, obviously, mm-hmm. mafia. The structure is just like La Cosa Nostra. They're considered much more violent, though. <gasps> so Whoa. here we go. Whoa. Okay. Yikes. So... In the 60s and 70s, a number of high-ranking Sicilian mafiosi were sent to solitary confinement in northern Italian towns. Okay. And what's up there? Venice. Yes. Trieste. Padua. Mm -hmm. Those sort of cities. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in an attempt to isolate these, like, Sicilian mafiosi, they would you know, separate them from other members of the mafia. Obviously, it's easy to organize when you have, like, known friends in jail. Yes. Or, you know. Yeah, you can't put them together. Maybe not from the same, you know, organization, but you know that they are part of organized crime. So they really tried to, like, spread them out. 
in Italy. Got it. Got it. You know, there was really high ranking members that went to these jails in mm-hmm. Northern Italy. I won't Bosses. get into it because I won't get into who because, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's not give anyone too much clap. <laughs> but Benetti Malavitosi, or like, it's like underground bandits from okay. Venice and like okay. that region began to contact these Sicilian criminals okay. in jail mm-hmm. and like organize themselves the same way that the Sicilian mafia okay. organized themselves. Got it. What started out as like small gangs here and there. And they would just, like, control racketeering, which I don't really understand what that means. I think it's just, like, extortion, kind of, along, like, the Riviera of Brenta, which it just means, like, the area between Padua and Venice. So, like, northeast Italy. Got it. Thank you. And became, like, an actual syndicate under the boss, Felice Maniero. Okay. Okay. Felice Maniero. Okay. Is the godfather here. Got it. Okay. Make it a reference. I understand. Yeah. (laughs) And before the arrival of, you know, the Sicilian mafiosi, Venice's crime was really just, you know, the little disorganized gangs. Like, they're doing small time shit. They are not doing, they don't have these huge plans. They're not really well organized. Got it. Okay. They don't have, like, this hierarchy that Uh you know like a godfather would have to like protect themselves like they're they're just messy it's like got it local kids at this point yeah okay and so in the 80s before the you know emergence of mala de brenta there were already some syndicates in this area obviously not as well organized but i'll talk Mm -hmm. about them okay so clan geostrai it's sort of like affiliated groups of criminals that were sort of like nomadic and they had something to do with like carnival fair businesses oh like, like small time shit like pocket picker yeah they're Is just like the trying word? to figure out like scams at carnivals <laughs> yeah <laughs> at scams at carnivals like uh-huh. and then they like evolved to like bank heists and robberies and like sort of got into like dip their toe into like the drug trade and started kidnapping for ransom so like this is scary like this is like violent yeah yeah where it's like it's not like mafiosi against each other it's sort of like you could just if you're wealthy you could get kidnapped and got it yeah that sort of thing so that's scary yeah and then we had the mistrini group which also have you know eventually had powerful ties to mala de brenta eventually but they were really known for drug trafficking. Okay. So, Yikes. Scary. Yeah. And then Veneziani, it's sort of like the old school underworld of Venice. Like these okay. are like the old timers not evolving with La Mala de Brenta. Okay. 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 And then we had Sandona de Piave, which is like, you know, just another small, smaller. There's so many. Gang. Yeah. I mean... It's like what you said. I mean, if you've uh, listened to the La Cosa Nostra episode, yes, um, Italian infrastructure mm-hmm. is not as supportive as other countries. Like a lot of corruption, a lot of, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a poor country, obviously. 
and well poor areas areas poorer than others i should say right and and um, it's a young country yeah so yeah like united anyway mm-hmm. and yeah so they're just sort of like out of this chaos become like yeah what happens emerges obviously. you know yeah. certain people i don't yes, know to take and advantage certain organizations that take advantage and like that happens everywhere you know yeah and then so Sanjana de Piave had the leadership of Silvano Mart- Maritan and he was named the the president and he was the mm. protege of a Cosa Nostra oh like, of boss. course of course and so um there became like rivalry with other cartel in the same area and it was like just really it was just really violent and um yeah. in the end he did give up a certain percentage of his assets to La Mala del Brenta godfather Felice Maniero. Okay. So who was Felice Maniero? Mm-hmm. Okay. Scary um, guy. His his nickname was Angel Face. Oh, and I love was, that. I'm sorry, I love that. I know. <laughs> I know. Um he was born, you know, humble in a yeah, humble village outside of Venice. And he was very entrepreneurial started mm-hmm. his own group of like local gangsters and okay. they were composed of like family members and childhood friends and basically just looking after his like people here okay got it so people liked him like all of his friends you know yeah of co- okay of course they did so, maybe a little yeah. scared of him but they yeah. liked him they respected him probably yeah. And so with, you know, newfound respect, he was befriended by a number of Sicilian mafiosi who backed him. Got it. Okay. For control of the Venice area. So with his, like, the establishment of his control, all the other organized crime groups were pissed. Okay. Which, you know, obviously you can mess with business. That's scary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And all of the other, like, Venetian clan groups were obviously feeling threatened, but there was this one capo, his name was Milo, Mm -hmm. and he was a personal, he was like an actual friend of Maniero's angel face. And he said, like, let's collaborate together. Like joining forces is better than, you know, being torn apart. Yeah. And so he was eventually shot and killed because of like another Veneziani clan got it and this six month like violent feud erupted in venice and that area oh god that's terrifying i know and so like two of the like main brothers of the veneziani gang Mm -hmm. were murdered in an establishment and it was like an ambush when they were like supposed to be talking about like peace oh my god yeah this is really really like the godfather yes it's really like violent it's really like it's all new so they're everyone's like grasping trying to like establish like the groundwork and like who is getting caught in the crossfire yes pedestrian normal people Mm -hmm. oof and so after that happened angel face placed giovanni giada as the head of mala Mala del brenta and so now there's like this hierarchy okay Okay, yep. so he's like, he's the founder. He's kind of taking a step back, but he has Giovanni, who his, is his main man for Got it. 
Mm -hmm. He's the next one. And now he's in firm control of all of Venice. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about like some criminal activity. Okay. So if you've ever taken a gondola ride or a ferry ride, like a taxi, like Mm -hmm. a water taxi in Venice, you might unknowingly be supporting the mafia because it's a scam that they would take you like either water taxi or or gondola would take you back to a hotel not the hotel that you ask Mm -hmm. them to take but a hotel owned by a mafioso oh god yeah and like make you stay there it's like really scary make you stay there just like pay them and like they probably would rob you and like anything yeah um i was warned of this when i studied abroad they were like just be careful about like don't go in like any private water taxis if you can gondolas obviously are very expensive anyway so you know i wasn't doing that when i was a student and literally brought tuna to venice so (laughs) no but that was so extreme like why did i do that like yeah you literally could you could get like sandwiches for like cheaper than that like, yes <laughs> so since the organization now has full control over this region they have sort of ventured into money laundering loan sharking right extortion and like drugs so yeah. here now they're importing cocaine from the Sicilian mm-hmm. and Colombian mafias and like heroin from like the Turkish mafia. Yeah. So this is just like, this has, is international now. Yeah. Jesus. Really, really scary. Mm-hmm. And so the organization was thought to be dismantled in 1994 because 400 policemen had an operation, like oh. a sting, wow. to capture Angel Face <gasps> Maniero. Oh and that God. was their only task. Like he was the one, it wasn't the organization. It was like this man specifically. Yes. Oh my And God. he was in jail and had escaped and like <laughs> all this stuff. So he, he eventually finally became arrested for the final time in yes. Turin. Okay. He was with some members of the Mala de Brenta and they were arrested too. So like, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he was, you know, faced with life imprisonment and he snitched turned informant <gasps> yeah of and course. so here he is helping the italian police dismantle his, his own creation yes yeah. oh my god and so he contributed to the arrest of more than 400 of the mob <gasps> like the mafia's members including judges policemen and <gasps> businessmen oh i literally just got chills i know judges i mean everywhere judges everywhere yeah. is so corrupt Sing like a canary yeah and i know i mean good for that and literally i was like judging him for being a snitch <laughs> like why like, like you just, damn you hate I... snitches yeah but, like good <laughs> however he's not so much of an angel oh, as okay. we would think or like turning in over a new leaf he is yeah. looking out for number one and always of has course been. okay of course so it was revealed later that he was still keeping his hands dirty and um <laughs> this guy I know. Like, relax. Yes. You're in jail. You're done. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're you're done. And I know. (laughs) (laughs) And he basically made some of his, like, other, like, capos and other, you know, people in his organization uh, reorganize. And now it's called Nuova Mala de Brenta. 
Got and it. it still influences, you know, many criminal activities mm-hmm. in the Venice region. And it's still, like, really scary. Like, yeah. Bank heists <sighs> and drugs. And yes. All of those things. Oh, God. I know. Okay. So we're going to talk about what has been going on recently with okay. Lamala Dobrenta. Okay. Obviously, like, we know, like, there's still remnants of Lamala Dobrenta. Yes. I would say it's probably maybe not as big as it used to be, but it's still something to reckon okay. with. And so since some of the members reinstated the gang or whatever you want to call it, they did a, it said, a spectacularly successful heist at a theme mm-hmm. park. And oh. they got 350 billion lira, which I didn't look to see how much that was, but okay. it, it said it was enough to get it like the La Mala do Brenta like back on its feet, basically okay. like operating again. Okay. Which is okay. a lot of money. So yeah. we can assume millions. Yeah. Spectacularly successful. Okay. Yes. And then that's shocking. One of the old members of Mala do Brenta was arrested in London after having been on the oh. run for um, several years as Italy's most wanted man. And he wow. was a master forger and he worked under 11 aliases, <laughs> making like priceless artworks, antiques, and gold <gasps> for Angel Face. And he, like, obviously, he was not just like a forger, he like committed like homicide as well. Yes. So he yep. was dangerous whoa 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 jack of all trades that's that sounds like a movie i would see this movie i would too so there was an operation that italian police did in 2006 and it was called ghost dog operation ghost dog Mm. and they arrested 60 people who were part of la mala del brenta including policemen and (laughs) yeah and they got so many people to sing. Yes. Like, Good. To snitch from this operation. Ooh, I love that. And then in 2007, the police, it says busted a criminal group composed of, you know, ex Mala del Brenta, like criminals, mm-hmm. because they had escaped prison. And oh my God. Yeah. They're like, how easy is it to get yeah. out of prison? Like, it doesn't yes. seem like there's like high security prisons. Yeah. Like, for mafia. In the 2000s, like, how yeah. are you escaping prison? Obviously, they're all like on the run and, you know, doing yeah. all these criminal activities, trying to get, you know, footing again in this area. And there was a guy, and his name was Mike Gabrielli. And he saw someone murder his cousin. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, nope, enough of this. I'm going to the police. And he went to the police and basically like snitched on everyone. Yeah. Okay. That was, Good. yeah. In, this is sad. And just like, this shows like how scary it is. So mm-hmm. in 2007, La Nuova Mala de Brenta took this 17 year old Tunisian boy, like kidnapped him. And mm-hmm. it was a result of like, hostilities between like tunisian drug dealers okay and basically like held him captive and like tortured him and yeah. like did, all, did uh. all these things so the carabinieri somehow i don't know how they showed up to like liberate the tunisian boy and there was like a shootout and <gasps> all these carabinieri were or police were 
wounded and the criminals like had escaped in a car whose of course belonged to like a capo of the nuova yeah mala de brenta and so when they investigated like deeper into like what happened they realized like wow there's like so many alliances between la nuova mala de brenta and like immigrant youth gangs because oh, of drugs of course of yeah. course yeah oh my god yeah like you you think you conquer one thing you're like oh my god these are our people like okay let's get them and then it just yeah. keeps it's like spider webbing yeah out and out. there were so many things like in 2008 even from jail like angel face Manero tried to like commit a series of terrorist acts oh, um god with like explosives and mm-hmm. rocket launchers but the police were able to like figure out you know like yeah, where like, it was and mm-hmm. um so that didn't happen but like he's in jail now. yes yeah also i saw like during covid this article <sighs> where mafia it was more sicilian mafia but like we're helping people eat because the government wasn't organized oh my yeah. god and it wasn't like the u.s where you were getting like a stipend yeah and like people were just out of work and like yeah. couldn't work and everything <gasps> was closed and like couldn't eat and so i mean organization it makes skills of these i know fuckers. these are, are that is, men of i know, will not say businessmen. it's not they're not good but it is impressive <laughs> it is impressive yeah i understand like this power vacuum that happens when the government doesn't step in you know yes. there's this need for yeah organization and yeah. where is it coming from like it could come from the government or is gonna come from not as a savory place you yeah. know so yeah wow that's really and that is wow the venetian mafia that was very good oh i love that wow who knew we were such mafia girlies oh yeah <laughs> I mean, I love The Godfather. I know that's yes. kind of like pick me energy a little bit, but like it's such a good movie. It's amazing. I know. We could, we could talk and about you it. You love the offer. Yeah. I mean, I love the offer too, but like you were mm-hmm. obsessed yeah. with that show. There is something in my brain that when it's like The Godfather or Godfather related, it's like a spark. <laughs> yeah. Like it's I know. so good. I know. So good. Well, do you mind me taking a bit of a turn? Please make it a little happier. Yes. So this is really short, but it was just, it's very interesting. We're going to talk a little bit about the Arabic influence on Italian food. Oh, I love this. Yes. So, yeah, it like spices. (laughs) I wish it was like I knew more and I tried to find out more, but it's basically like, what do we, what do Italians eat now that is still like of Arabic, like inspiration, origin? Love. So obviously Arabic people invaded in the year like around 650 and they stayed for Uh centuries until the Crusades, Uh which was, I don't know what, like 1100 or something like that. Okay. So that is a long time to influence a place. Yes. Yeah. Especially the South. So like Sicily Mm -hmm. and Puglia especially are like more, have more of those. And I think like... Maybe because like of the logistics influence. of the Crusades, they're at the bottom. So they, yeah. they probably held yeah. up the longest. Geographically, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So there are Arab people there longer mm-hmm. than other places. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, like we know that the Italians love a candied fruit 
and nut in their Ooh, desserts. Yes, yes, they do. Things like cannoli are mm-hmm. what we mentioned in past episodes, foliatella, which I didn't know usually has like candied orange in it. What On we top. had, yes. Oh, okay. Um, also, I thought of semifredo, which is what we had at the Messeria. Remember that, like, it's like an ice cream cake. Yes. With uh-huh. like fruits and candied uh-huh. things Inside. in there. Uh-huh. So that is. An influence from Arabic okay. cuisine. Love. We also have Thank you. the most important of all. Okay. The Arabs introduced durum wheat to oh, Italy, which is the base the pasta. for pasta. Yes. Oh, I love this. I know. I love this too. Um, mm-hmm. So that is like a, a type of wheat that is really easy to grow. And uh-huh. obviously like they learned how to make pasta with it. And that basically like saved people from droughts and famine because it can wow. store well. So like, wow. thanks to Makes this. Makes so much sense. History. Yeah, I know. Isn't that it's amazing? so amazing. Yes. <laughs> I, I love uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Also, maybe equally important, citrus okay. was brought by the Arabic people. Grazie. Grazie I know, grazie. like Sicilian oranges, yes. Amalfi lemons, uh-huh. like that is love. from them. I know. Um, we also have pistachios. Mm-hmm. Artichokes, which are huge. Oh, I did not know. In Italian cuisine. Okay, yes. And uh-huh. sugar. Well, you gotta keep it sweet. Yeah, uh-huh. they love their pastries. Uh, yeah, and me too. <laughs> lastly, well, there's two more, but I didn't mm-hmm. know that couscous is really big in Italy. It was. Oh. I saw a woman on TikTok who's Italian was talking about this. And like, this is where I, you know, I got the little idea and then I started researching out more. Okay. But she was talking about how. You know, in Italy, like I think it's in Sicily. And well, I said that's so weird. In Sicily, it's definitely a thing having. Uh-huh. And then I, I googled see that. like it's closer to to yeah. Africa. And uh-huh. it, and it's still. I think it's made from that durum wheat, too. Yeah, it is like pasta. Yeah, it's like it just yeah. balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting because I'd never. Nice. I didn't even see that when we were there at all. Yeah. Um, but no. maybe it's more like no. of a house. You know, you make it at home, probably. Type yeah. Of thing. Like your Nona. Makes yeah. Sense. And what I imagine some like tomatoes, oregano, olive oil. Yeah. Yum. Delicious. And also this, um, obviously the classic like trio of aromatics in Italian cuisine, sofrito, uh-huh. which is sauteed onion, celery, carrot. That mm-hmm. is thought to be of Arabic like influence mm. as well, which is like literally the base for any, any pasta sauce i feel mm-hmm. like so maybe more so in the north i'm you know i'm thinking like of like a bolognese or something like that yeah hmm. but but yeah so that's just a little history food tour i guess i love of that the, and it's just crazy that was so long ago but it's I so know. it was so impactful and obviously amazing amazing yeah. additions i mean i've heard that it would make sense like rice dishes and stews that are like spiced came from I like that. Arabic influence yeah. and so picture like risotto with yes. your saffron exactly. like picture paella oh in Spain yeah like that mm-hmm. is so like influenced by yeah oh my god Arabic Yum. people yeah I want risotto wow history yeah. is so amazing so like fun? all these like melding of cultures yes. and geography yes. and yeah, yeah it's so fascinating it. do you have a recommendation yes i do so actually this is a different tiktok person 
but I love her. Her okay. name, um, she's British. Her, I think her name is Mira, but her handle is History Ho 101. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Ho, just H O. Hoing for history. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And she's just like, you know, has like fun little topics of random uh-huh. things, kind of spooky things, kind of uh-huh. like, you know, weird off the beaten path type of thing. So if okay. you have TikTok, definitely look her up. She's really fun. Okay. Fun. What do you have for me? I can't believe I haven't recommended this because I this is heavy on my weekend rotation. Oh. Is the Italo Disco playlist on Spotify. Oh, oh my God. You just showed that to me for the first time. Yeah, it's Great. so fun. It's all like fun 70s Italian disco. That's so fun. Yeah, What's not I love? loved it. It's so fun. We played it. We had um, our friend over for drinks the other night and we played it and had like little snacks and had a great time. That's literally our vibe, Italian and disco. Yeah, I know. it's a good one. I know. So Are yeah. you ready for our word of the day? Yes, please. This is a really good one. Okay, it's sprezzatura, <laughs> sprezzatura, and it means uh-huh. an effortless elegance. Yep, which is always what we love. aspire to love, have love, love. and to be. I know that's a way to describe how someone dresses. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Great. Something unusual, like when I did the Gianni Agnelli episode mm-hmm. his like wearing the watch outside of his his shirt um shirt like, is yes. sprezzatura oh my wearing god his tie like a little askew he doesn't think about it too much yes. sprezzatura like that <gasps> oh sort of... i love that yeah oh okay oh good yeah all right thank well, you everyone thank you kate for I love coming that. this week <laughs> yes catch you next time ciao, ciao. <laughs>